This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is Mike Smith filling in for Simi Sarah. All right, here we go with the Donald Trump tweet storm now over Home Alone 2, the 1992 sequel to the beloved Christmas classic set in New York City. The U.S. president had a cameo in the movie, Little Kevin, played by Macaulay Culkin, lost in New York, wandering through the Plaza Hotel. He bumps into Trump. The uproar, of course, which the entire planet has heard about, is the Trump scene was cut out of the movie by the CBC. Donald Trump and his fans are not happy about it. Let's talk about this now with David Friend, the very fine pop culture and entertainment writer for the Canadian Press. David, welcome back to the show. Hi, how's it going? It's going great, David. Thanks for doing this. Let's, this story has flashed around the world. Let's take a quick listen here to how one American cable show is reporting it. This is Inside Edition. Speaking of Canada, there is an uproar today over Canadian broadcasters' decision to cut President Trump's scene from Home Alone 2. Was it politically motivated? The president's supporters are crying foul today after his cameo in Home Alone 2 was cut by a Canadian TV channel. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. They claim it's because they needed to leave room for commercials. That's the one part. That's That's six or seven seconds they cut. Fox and Friends called it censorship. Okay. Here we go with this, David. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. saying this is pathetic. Trump himself has taken to Twitter to complain about it. What is your take on this thing, David? You know, I thought it, they would have had something else to do over the holidays, but it seems like they're they're pretty they're pretty angry. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge Home Alone two fan. Let's put that out there first. So I've I've seen this scene many times over, and uh, it's about what like seven to ten seconds long. It's not it's not a huge moment, but I guess a lot of people really missed it. Mm. What do you think if, about if, what Trump is saying? The thing is, though. The movie was edited by the CBC many years ago, right? Before Trump was president, and also, by the way, before Justin Trudeau was prime minister. Yeah, and it's not exactly a rare occurrence. I mean, Home Alone is a two-hour-long movie. They fit it into a window of time that isn't much longer, so they need to give space for commercials. So they're going to chop all the unnecessary moments. And when it comes down to it, that, that fleeting Trump cameo is a really unnecessary moment, as as was the moment where uh, Kevin's swimming in the hotel pool. I mean, you, you cut it to make space for time, and uh, this happens with almost every single movie that airs on TV. <laughs> Okay, Trump, people don't notice. Trump is on Twitter saying, I guess Justin Trudeau doesn't like me making him pay up for NATO. And he says the movie will never be the same bracket. Just kidding. And a lot of people are saying, oh, Trump, oh, Trump is so stupid. Doesn't he know that Trudeau didn't do this? This was edited years ago before Trump was even president. The, the thing is, Trump likes to troll people. It doesn't matter whether the story is true or not. This is just the way this guy, this is his standard operating procedure. This is exactly it. And I, I mean, yeah, I think I think he was kidding, but you know, it's the the line between kidding and serious sometimes with Trump is not always clear. Um, but it, to me, it was that explosion on social media that we saw, where so many other people were angry about it. You know, aside from the president of the United States, there were there were many people in the U.S. who've never seen the CBC edit that really wanted to weigh in on this seven seconds of omitted footage. 
I I thought it I was I was really surprised it took off as it did because as yeah. a kid I grew up watching city TV here in Toronto and uh, they cut out a lot of stuff from movies and, and yeah. sometimes it was a, far more important than a small cameo. Right. What do you think about that in general? Like the the whole concept of uh, cutting up movies to fit in more commercials. I mean, isn't that kind of monkeying around with an ar- uh, artistic work? Well, yeah, as I, I've always had as a rule, don't watch a movie on network TV because they're not there to show you the art. They're there to fit it in between commercials. But, um, I mean, if you want to watch a movie like that, go for it. I think the best thing to, to do is go into something like Lethal Weapon on AMC where they overdub all the coarse language with ridiculous oh, yeah. other words like the fudge instead of the F word. So uh, those YouTube edits, uh, I I go and search Lethal Weapon uh, network broadcast version on YouTube every once in a while and laugh about the things networks do to to edit movies for either the time allotted or to get rid of objectionable content. Okay, it's an interesting story to see the way it's been played out here over the last few days. I think that Trump, for better or for worse, is the most famous person on the planet. So maybe some ways the CBC would have been smart to leave this scene in just because it's kind of a talking point. Oh, there he is. There's Trump in the movie. That, that's what I think. But, you know, Trump you're, obviously... You're probably right. Yeah. I yes. think I think that when it comes down to it, they, they, they probably forgot that he was in it. Mm. <laughs> and this edit was done years ago, and now they're... Uh, they're realizing, hmm, maybe we should have done a fresh edit after he became the president. <laughs> That's a crazy story. David, let's talk about some other stuff. What about's going on with the uh, the federal liberal government here now talking about potential Canadian content rules on streaming services like Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime? What's going on there? Well, this, this is a question that's been uh, knocked around for a while. Um, and, of course, some, some Canadians have noticed that when you go to streaming services, you don't see a lot of that CanCon we've, you know, we've come to know and, and love or hate on uh, Canadian network television. So, the, you know, the CBC's homemade shows or the ones that CTV are obligated to uh, produce, for example, um, to, to sort of stay in favor with the CRTC and they're, and they're required to produce. Um, but Netflix and, and the other online companies, they aren't. Uh, they aren't required to follow those rules because they're internet companies. When it comes down to it, um, and so depending on what side of the argument you're on, uh, you want to see more Canadian content. I mean, when I look online, a lot of viewers in Canada seem to be saying, "Who cares? You know, good content is good content." But uh, there's a bigger debate here, I think, and and that is what makes Canadian content. Because when we're talking about Netflix. They produce a lot of shows in Canada, and they've they've committed to spending over five hundred million dollars in the country, and they've actually surpassed that amount over a five year period. And so they're arguing that they're making Canadian content, but when it comes down to it, the shows they're making here aren't really Canadian at all. They're they're shot within the country. They they give us money, um, uh, get tax incentives in return, as do many Hollywood films that that are produced here. But they aren't really telling Canadian stories. So I think when we talk about CanCon, that's what we're talking about. Canadian stories. Is the, is the show set in New Brunswick, for example? Right. Does it capture something about Canada that's unique? Um, that's what I think we're going to see discussed a lot more as we head into 2020. What makes a Canadian show? Okay, one more that I want to get your take on, David, real quick. And I, I encourage listeners to follow David on Twitter, where he does an awesome job, dfriend on Twitter. And I, enjoy your, I enjoyed your takes on the Cats movie 
which uh, some people are saying is maybe one of the worst films ever made, the Cats, uh, the movie version of the Broadway Cats show. You saw it, right? Oh, man, I saw it by choice. Oh, wow. I didn't, okay. I didn't have to see this. Just to be clear, I didn't have to see this as like an obligation for work or something like that. I, <laughs> I went there, I bought a ticket, I got my popcorn, and I sat down and chose to watch Cats. <laughs> okay, how was it? It was like a fever dream. That's, a, that's the best way I can describe it. Literally, I was staring at the screen, mouth agape, wondering how the heck this got the okay. I mean, when Cats was announced several years ago, I rolled my eyes at the time. I didn't see how they could bring this stage production to a movie screen because the world of stage and the world of cinema are totally different. And I think that's quite apparent when you have literal humans looking like cats, looking like humans, prancing around on a movie screen. Okay, I loved your Twitter uh, sequence that I encourage people to check out, wondering whether this film could be maybe so bad that it's good and that maybe it's one of those things that turns into a cult classic. Do you think that's possible with this movie or is it just too, too much of a train wreck? I am a huge fan of midnight movies. I love films that you go to the cinema and you laugh at them, laugh at them, laugh along with them, or at them, I guess. Uh, stuff like Showgirls. Um, I think that that movie's a gem. But at the, when the time when it, that it came out in theaters, people despised it. It was considered a huge dud, and no one found it funny. But now, you know, it screens every month in cinemas across North America as people sort of chuckle at who thought this travesty should be a you know a big budget Hollywood movie. I think Cats will fall into that same space. You need to get a bit of distance from it. But some screenings in the U.S. that I, I've seen videos posted on Twitter about um, there have been people prancing around the theater in Cats costumes after the movie. <laughs> the humor seems to already be taking shape. So I think I think this might become the new B movie classic. Okay, we'll see if you're right on that one, David. As usual, thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks. I appreciate it a lot. That's David Friend, the very fine pop culture reporter at the Canadian Press. Give him a follow on Twitter, at DFriend.